being published here soon, I'm actually going to add a place that they can actually go to get some information on how to potentially be the next apprentice or oh to purchase yes. this episode. Josh, I'm signing you up. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds scary I... as heck. My name is Erica Hinkle. And my name is Joshua Griffin. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes, where we go behind the scenes with our Tidewater area businesses, philanthropy, and community involvement. I'm owner of Erica Hinkle Events, LLC, a full-service wedding and event company specializing in floral design and decor. And I own Griffin Air, serving the Middle Peninsula and Northern Neck for all your heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. Let's go behind the scenes right now. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Tidewater, where we go behind the scenes with our area businesses, philanthropy, and causes. And uh, you know, we're we're really excited about today's guests. Uh, I'm probably yes. I'm probably more scared uh, than than excited, actually. Yeah, well, that's about right. We're gonna go back into. Uh kind of the paranormal stuff again which our listeners love so much so i'm super excited because i believe in all of this but we all know josh is a little bit of a baby when it comes to i'm not a baby this is a healthy relationship (laughs) i have with the paranormal uh it's i think it's my goal in life to like introduce you to a ghost or something one time i want to see you (laughs) interact with a ghost. i hope that day never comes So our guest today is Adam Bridwell, and he is uh, with SVPI, which is the Southeast Virginia Paranormal Investigations. And Adam, if you could just start off telling us a little bit about you and your business. Hey, good afternoon, guys. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast today. Um, So like you mentioned, uh, I am with Southeast Virginia Paranormal Investigations, Uh, We are a legitimate professional paranormal investigation team, Um, whether you believe in the field or not, that's what we do. Um, We've been actively investigating the unknown, uh, the supernatural, the paranormal, whatever you want to call it, since 2010, Uh, going four members strong uh, since then, and that's kind of what we do. That's our thing. That's awesome. So before we deep dive into this and I am so excited. Um, just let us know, let the customers know how they can reach you and, and what areas do you kind of cover? Absolutely. So one of the biggest ways that our customers normally reach out to us is via our website. Uh, we can be reached at Virginia spelled out dash paranormal.com. Um, at the bottom of the website is actually a link to request an investigation. Um, We also have a phone number, which is my number, because I am our case manager, and I can put that out there as well. It's 757-846-7411. can give us a call if they need to request an investigation, or they've got something that's just unexplainable going on in their business, residence, or historical location that they may, may run. That's awesome. Very cool. I have to ask, so if you could go back to a young Adam. And tell me, how how did you get started in this stuff? So <clears throat> I think most people become interested um, in the paranormal from personal experiences, things they may have experienced in their younger life, um, something they may have recently experienced they were unable to explain, or because of 
the popularity of this type of thing on the media and on TV, I feel like that's a lot of how a lot of people become interested. However, for me, at a young age, I would estimate about the age of 10 uh, is when I'm starting to become interested and um, questioning about the unknown. Um, the show is no longer on TV. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries. I'm sure you guys are familiar with yes, that. Yes, Adam. That's my favorite. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so my mom used to watch the show like religiously. And the only time I would sit with her and watch it is when there was a segment in the show about a haunting or anything that was supernatural. Um, and I would sit with her. I would watch it for the 30 to 40 minutes it was on that segment. And I would leave. And ever since then, I've just become curious about it and it wasn't until 2010 that I actually got the opportunity to join um, a very diverse and a very experienced team and start to practice one of the biggest curiosities I've had most of my life. So did you put the team together yourself or were or these friends like you guys just kind of started talking about it like how did you form the team? So I am one of four founders of the team. Um, my One of my best friends, Clint Griffith, uh, he works at Newport News Shipbuilding. I used to also work there. Um, he was actually a good friend of mine from a young age and still one of my closest friends now. Um, one day, we, you know, we got into talking about a TV show that we were watching the night prior. And of course, it was um, a supernatural uh, TV show. I can't recall the name of the show at the at the moment, um, but him and I were talking about it, how cool it was, and he had mentioned to me that he knew and he worked with um, brothers that have actually been doing this on and off for the past 30 years, and pretty much one thing led to another. We became a team. Wow, that's great. I'm like the exact opposite. When I was a kid, my mother would not let me watch Unsolved Mysteries because it kept giving me nightmares. <laughs> that is a true story. Really? Rita Griffin would tell you that is a true story. <laughs> Rita. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because I just binge watched uh, the whole series maybe two years ago. I forget what platform it's on now. I don't know if it was Hulu or Netflix, but um, yeah, I, I love Unsolved Mysteries. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's still on. Like I said, it's not you know currently on the public air, but you can probably find it on like like you said Netflix or Hulu or one of those streaming services. Yeah, yeah, and they've had. Um, I mean, back when me and you watched it, Adam, uh, who was the host of it? Um, it um, the creepy guy. That's what. It's yeah, I I know I can't think of his name right this second, but since then there's been a couple different hosts. There's um yeah, there's like twelve, thirteen seasons of that, maybe even more than that. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Yeah. Anyway, to get off of Dennis Farina was his name. Yes, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. Um, I gotta say bef- before I because I definitely want to hear about case files. I'm just looking at your website and this is a really well done uh website. I don't know um if you did it or if you have somebody doing it, but it's creepy, but it's also Thank very you. uh formative. I love it. Thank you. So yeah. Uh, it's funny that you speak about our website. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the, with the website we've got currently. Um, myself and Clint Griffith actually developed that website using uh, JavaScript, HTML, and CSS from scratch. Wow. Um, I, wow. I currently work in the IT field, so we did develop that um, from paper to the website. 
I myself currently am working to completely revamp our website uh, to meet current code standards, um, layout standards, and web standards, which hopefully will be published here within the next month or so. Cool. Cool. I bet that was like, I mean, I know a little bit of HTML, but that's hard. And Java, that's hard to like do all that you have done. This is a really well done website. So Thank I can't, you. I can't wait to see what you, uh, what you're going to be doing um, soon. Cool. Well, we definitely can't wait to publish it. Cool. In case anyone cares uh, that's listening, what my thoughts are on the website. Very scary. <laughs> it's, it's really scary. It does have a creepy vibe, but I mean, let's be real. We're talking about the paranormal here. So um, I'm, I happen to be on the, uh, the case files um, portion. And I mean, you guys have done, tell me about, uh, tell me about what happens. Like before we go into actual stories, I, what's the process? Like when you're going to do a case file, you, you know, tell me about you get the equipment and, and the time and kind of what you, what you're doing. Yep. So typically, whether we get the email or the phone call, again, being the case manager for SVPI, um, I usually like to reach out to our clients via phone. I like to have a phone interview. Um, I sit down at my table. I get, you know, a notepad. I get pen or pencil, and I just have a lengthy discussion with them going over all of the claims that they're experiencing, um, how long they have been experiencing, the whole nine yards. Um Depending on where they live, if they're relatively close, I like to go out myself and do what we consider a initial walkthrough of the residence. Um, I'm, I've become sensitive into this field since I've been doing it. Um, so again, I like to go into a residence um, before an investigation just to see if I'm able to pick up on anything um, before the client tells me, hey, this certain room right here is where we're experiencing XYZ activity. Mm. Um, Afterwards, um, we like to set up what we call our investigation session, um, and it's a time uh, that is most convenient for our clients. Most of the time, it's a Friday or Saturday night. We gather up all our gear, we go out for the night, and we typically investigate till about 3, 4 a.m. for the next morning. Awesome. Awesome. And like gear, what kind of gear are you bringing so most of the gear that we use is gear intended to record audio and record video. Um, so some of the cameras that we use um, are, st- are your standard digital cameras that will take still photos. Uh, the digital recorders or the voice recorders that we use, uh, we have any types of equipment in the range from our standard audio to our HD audio. Um, There's also equipment that we have, which have been historically called um, experimental equipment. And this is equipment that may be new to the market, may not have a whole lot of credibility, but in the past has produced what investigators have called credible evidence. Mm. Um, So, again, most of the gear that we're taking records audio, records video. And one thing I forgot to mention, um, one of the biggest things that we like to try to pick up on is EMF or electromagnetic fields or frequencies, because we believe that spirits are able to uh, manipulate the fields of electromagnetic uh, energies, or they're able to um, heighten or increase those fields. Do you have any, um, I'm sorry, Josh, if I'm, if you had a question. No, you're good. Um, 
do you have any beliefs as to why that is? I know that's like not something that we can necessarily prove yet, but do you, I, I'm just curious on how they would be able to manipulate like energies and then some are more strong than others. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So I guess again, from, you know, doing it since 2010, we've tried to, you know, put together, um, you know, our evidence kind of trying to figure out why they're using this type of energy, this, these electromagnetic fields. One of the reasons why I believe that that's one of the most popular energies is because it's the most abundant here on earth. I mean, you've got, you've got microwaves, you've got gamma rays, you've got radio waves, but you've also got electromagnetic, which is actually very, um, what's some word I'm looking for, very common. So uh, EMF can be put off from a number of different devices, your, your electrical receptacles, uh, your cell phones, your ovens, any, any electronics can actually put off electromagnetic fields. Um, and our gear actually picks up false readings from man-made electronic gear all the time. Have you ever, oh. have you ever been using your gear and, and, you know, someone was saying that a place is haunted or, you know, or something unknown is, is going on and you disproved it? Like, in your opinion, it was not haunted? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one client that I can recall specifically off the top of my head, um, they had a lot of what they thought was supernatural activity going on. Um, after the investigation, um, because some of us are electrical engineers as well, we actually had an electrician go out to the client's house and fix some of the faulty wiring afterwards. Anything that they were experiencing had actually gone away. Ha. Huh. I would be disappointed in that situation. Yep. Yep. Whether they were disappointed or that, you know, they were glad that something wasn't, you know, quote, staying at their house free of charge, not paying rent that they couldn't see. Right. Um, you know, either one, we were happy to provide that service to them and provide hopefully a sense of relief for the whole entire family. Yeah, no, that's, I think you do important work for sure. Thank um, you. I know how scary I have had encounters and they, not a real, uh, was I scared? Yes, but I have not ever felt like terrified of my life or anything like that. Like sure, sure. my, the ghosts that I encounter were friendly. <laughs> sure. So, but, um. Tell us, like, tell us about an encounter that you've had. Um, so again, doing it since 2010, I've I've had quite a lot of encounters. Um, one of our favorite places uh, that we've been to is a place called Saint Albans Sanatorium. Um, it's an old mental hospital. About, it, I, I couldn't give you the exact square footage of the building. But it's huge. It's got three floors above ground, and it has a full-size basement that spans the entire section of the hospital as well. It's located in Radford, Virginia. Mm, okay. Um, again, keep in mind that this is a mental hospital, and there were a lot of um, experimental procedures, a lot of wrongful deaths, and there were even documented suicides and murders on the property. Um, so there's a lot of activity at this place, not just at nighttime, but in the daytime as well. Um, I could probably write a book about the experiences that I've had at that place, but one that sticks out to me and the one that I tell a lot of people, um, during our very first trip to this St. Albans Mental Hospital, um, 
we actually had our team split up. We were walking around and a couple of us were taking pictures of the different wings of the hospital just to kind of get, um, you know, a, a static screenshot of what everything looked like, where it was, maybe use it for evidence or advertisement. Um, I was actually with two females at the time who were guests on this investigation. Um, the other part of my team, which were all males, were on the completely opposite side of the hospital. So they could have screamed at the top of their lungs and I wouldn't have heard them at all. Um, anyways, fast forward to where I was. I'm walking through the hallways and I walk into a particular room uh, with just a an old recliner. And I recall being like an old uh, old spring uh, or old bed bed springs hanging out in the room. Right, right. Oh my God. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, looking around. I'm about to, about to snap a picture. And about two to three seconds walking into the room, there, there was a very prevalent, deep male voice that sounded like it was standing right behind me that blatantly said, who touched my room? Thinking that one of the members of my team had, you know, come down to the wing that we were at, I looked out the door. I didn't see anybody. I walked to the next room where the two female uh, guest investigators were. And I asked them, had they heard a voice? And they said, no, we've just been walking around. And honestly, the voice was not a voice that any of my team members, uh, I would be able to recognize from any of my team members. Right. But it was super crazy because it was very audible. Um, I just... It's just an unexplained. It's it's what I'm. It's what we typically call a disembodied voice. Oh my gosh, I got chills. <laughs> you call it a, a why? Why do you call it that? What what is? What's the? So the term disembodied voice is a phrase that we use in this field that whenever we audibly hear a voice, but it actually has no physical body that we can see to project that voice, it's known as a disembodied voice. Huh. Uh-huh. I have the biggest smile on my face right now. I love it. Because <laughs> I can just hear Josh like, oh, my God. Well, as he started telling his story, I Google this place, and I, oh, the, the pictures are scary as hell. I mean. <laughs> the yeah, the, 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 the place is insane. It's, uh, you know, despite the fact that it was a hospital, and for the record, I hate hospitals anyways, even the ones that are open. I just hate going to hospitals. Right. This one, right. This one was closed and you know there were documents of suicides and wrongful deaths and murders on this property and it, it's just a creepy place in general not only you know in the daytime but at night as well have you ever been scared doing this i wouldn't say i've been scared i've been frightened or startled but i think um experiences like this drive me to continue to do it and to continue to uh, research this particular field because it's just to me it's so intriguing and I thought a lot of people call me crazy and say hey I'd be running out of there you're nuts but for me it's the complete opposite it's gotta be like a rush almost I it, would imagine. Oh, absolutely absolutely yeah I would attribute it to like how I feel I do a lot of um, whitewater kayaking and when you go nice. down rapids it's like once you get through it there's like this release because it's been so like it's just exciting and you don't really know what's going to happen. And then when you get through it, it's like, Oh, okay, let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this is so cool. So it, 
that example that you gave before when you heard the disembodied voice, do you think that that, um, like, were you more heightened for the rest of, of that case or, you know, like, did you hear it again or or did you get it on, um, on recording or anything? So the unfortunate part is at the time I did not have a digital recorder running. So this experience is literally that it's just an experience based off of what I experienced and what I'm telling. Um, I did not hear that same voice again. However, um, in that same wing of the hospital, I would say probably about 45 minutes later, I did have the back of my hair pulled by some unknown source. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's crazy. So I'm looking at um, some of the case fails. I wanted to ask you, you, it says pending for the battleship of the USS North Carolina. I have heard that, <laughs> that, is, a, that is a haunted ship. Um, have you been there before? We have not. So currently our website right now is a little dated. Um, the, the case files that we have that show pending um, were places that we had intentions of going to. Um, and we actually haven't had time to do any huge updates to the current site um, because of the, the layout of the site, um, the way that we put it together, we kind of made it a little hard on ourselves to keep things up to date. Um, right. And again, you know, going through lines of code is never fun. You start to get cross-eyed. Yeah, um, I would imagine. But, yep. So, but as we start to publish this new site, I'm, I'm, I'm making it to where, um, adding new content, um, updating case info, uploading media, videos, anything like that will be a lot easier on us. Cool. Cool. I, I, I you know, I'm not to change the subject, but I, I, I am curious. The business owner in me wonders, um, is this, you know, and you don't have to give me any details, but I mean, is this a profitable business? Is this something that you make money doing? We do not currently make money from this. This is a, um, I I guess you could say, um, not for profit. It's basically a community service. We've we've done it free of charge since we've started, and we kind of see uh, or think that it's unethical to charge people for our services. So we've always done it as a volunteer voluntary effort. Very cool. I saw I saw that there's also events where you invite guests along. So so there's folks that if they hear our 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 show and they want to be a guest for one of these investigations, they can, they can be a part of it. It sounds like. So the whole guest thing kind of sprang off of um, an event that we actually were invited to. And I say event. I hear I'm a meeting more I, like, what the heck are you watching woman? No, I'm sorry. I, it's his website. <laughs> I just went to the home and it. I'm sorry, it came up to the. Nah, video. you're good. <laughs> I was, I was, like, that's just, was coming through just my small like, preview of our you. website. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2012, we actually got the opportunity to film with a a celebrity. I'm sure you guys are, um, um, know Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. So he used to produce a show called Only in America, and the love that show. So, okay, so you're you're familiar with the show? Oh yeah, I've not okay. I've not heard it before. No. Okay. So for the for the guests that may be listening, this show um, took Larry the Cable Guy. He would go around America 
and he would follow people on their occupations, their jobs, their hobbies, what have you. Um, and he would just kind of be a third will to see what people do for a living or what people do as a hobby. Um, the episode that we filmed with him, the first part of the episode had him going uh, with a nighttime exterminator who exterminated um, rodents and bats and attics uh, at night. So I think the episode was called After Dark. Um, okay. In our area, um, the historical part of our area, um, you've got Enview Plantation and then you've got Lee Hall Mansion, which is right down the road from it. Uh, he came to Enview Plantation and our team was interviewed and chosen to take part in that episode of Only in America with Larry the Cable Guy. So we got to spend 12 hours filming with a professional uh, production company, and the episode was actually aired on the History Channel. Wow. That's awesome. <clears throat> yep. Was so he cool? He was, he was a great guy. He was funny, just, just like you think he would be. I mean... Off the air, it's fun. He doesn't have as much of a country accent. I feel like he hypes it up whenever he's actually behind the camera. Yeah. So that was kind of like a little surprise for me, but, you know, not too super surprised. I feel like there's probably a lot of celebrities who kind of do, you know, similar things. Yeah, he, uh, Larry the Cable Guy is actually a character from a radio show. He was like a friend um, of a guy that had a radio show and he and he would like do cameos that's how it all started i only know that because i read his book but but yeah i'm sure he's probably like a totally normal guy and oh he absolutely (laughs) is oh that's funny yep so flash forward to now um after we did that we kind of realized because we had a whole lot of people that were asking if they could come to investigations with us Um, At the time, we were only doing private residences, and private residences are simply that. They're private. We don't disclose the address, the person's name. We just say, hey, we're doing an investigation to help another client because people want to maintain that type of privacy, especially for something like that we do. They don't want people thinking that they're crazy and they have a, you know, team of, quote, ghost hunters coming to investigate their house. Right. So shortly after that, we decided, hey, you know, we've got the knowledge, we've got the capability, and we definitely have the push and desire to put something together that we could actually bring people along to our investigations. Uh, Since then, we actually developed our own in-house production company called Parafright Productions. Holy smokes. The episodes that we produce, the TV show is called The Paranormal Apprentice. The uh, baseline of this show is we actually bring uh, somebody from the outside along on an investigation. Oh, with my us. God. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> this is you, bro. This is no, you. no, no, no. <laughs> I'll never be a guest on that show. <laughs> <laughs> so these people are just people that may have a general interest, um, probably have never been on an investigation, don't know a whole lot about the technical side of the paranormal, we bring them along. They get to investigate with the entire team throughout the entire night. The kicker is at the very end of the night, in order to fulfill the apprenticeship, we as a team choose the location for that person to sit or attempt to sit in isolation for 15 minutes. (laughs) Another another kicker to this show is this isn't just a, you know, we're just going to go to this random house. 
we go to the creepy places, the penitentiaries, the hospitals, what have you. Oh my gosh. Is so is this what you um cuz I follow you on Facebook. Is it is this what you did uh when you went to Maryland a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago? No. No. Uh what we did uh in Maryland was just another typical investigation for us where a client had called and kind of wanted us to come out and, you know, kind of see what we could find. Right. If someone wanted to see this show, where 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 do they go? What platform is it on? So, currently we've produced a single episode um whatever so we um have gone to conventions in the past where we've actually had um a vendor table and we typically sell both dvd and blu-ray copies um of this right now we don't have um on our current website anyways we don't have a a storefront to be able to purchase that episode however with the new website um being published here soon i'm actually going to add a place that they can actually go to get some information on how to potentially be the next apprentice or oh to purchase yes. this episode. Josh, I'm signing you up. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds scary I, as heck. I would I think I would totally be into it except for the last part where you have to be in isolation. I watch all the paranormal shows and that's always the part where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm scared of complete darkness. So yeah. uh, that, that would probably scare the heebie out of me. <laughs> so I'm one of the people on our team that actually will go sit in isolation. It, it does freak me out still, even though I've been doing it for quite some time, but because I know what can happen in this field, I know what I've experienced. I know what the unknown holds it still kind of, you know, freaks me out a little bit, but I, st- I still do it for the cause of studying and furthering our research. Now, have you ever done that, Ben, um, you know, in, in complete darkness? And then when you go back and listen to your recorder, you've heard things? Oh, absolutely. The, oh, the biggest yeah. the biggest types of evidence that we capture is in the form of audio or what we call EVPs, which stands for electronic voice phenomena. Yes, Josh just learned this word the other day. I did. Awesome. I know. I know. I, I, on a scale of one to ten, my knowledge is like a point five now. Yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> so tell me, uh, tell me a story about one of the more crazy recordings that you got. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm gonna go right back to St. Albans because that's um, that's literally a dictionary full of evidence. We could have produced probably a five to six hour episode and just all of the evidence that we captured wow um, because it's a quote made for tv type uh, episode we produced uh 40 th- exactly about 43 minutes um so if you actually watched the trailer there's pieces of the evidence uh captured the audio evidence captured at, at st albans um some of the more i guess you could call sinister pieces of audio evidence that we captured that night um, was the uh, continuous reference um, to the devil. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's See, that's the stuff that I get scared about. Anything that's, like, real dark. Yep. <laughs> uh, give me Casper any day. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we run into both of those. Have you ever had an energy, like, stay with you after you've left? I'd say a good handful of times. Um, Actually, probably my very first investigation with the team, um, I had something come home with me that night, actually. And fortunately, it only stayed around for that night. 
Um, and I can go into a little detail about that. Yes, please um, do. Yep. So <laughs> this was a private residence that was not lived in uh, at the current time, and it was owned by um, some of the members of my team's family. Um, there had been some uh, individuals that had passed away in the residence. Um, needless to say, this residence was extremely active um, for whatever reasons those were. Um, at the end of the night, um, I was home by myself. I just had finished unloading all the gear from my car. I left pretty much all my cases in the kitchen because I really didn't want to put anything away because I had a lot to log in. Um, come inside, get dressed for bed, and I start to lay down and shut my eyes. Um, probably not even 15, 20 minutes later, I hear, um, you know, that sound whenever your refrigerator opens. It's like that suction, the suction sound that you hear when, you, when a refrigerator opens. Right. So I'm laying in bed and I hear the refrigerator open. Um, at the time, my dad was um, living with me and I thought maybe he had come home. I kind of got up and, uh, you know, looked around. He, you know, he hadn't come home. I was home by myself. Refrigerator door was closed. So just kind of, you know, shrugged it off as maybe just kind of hearing things. I'm tired. Went back to lay down. Again, about 15, 20 minutes later, I hear all the pots and pans underneath the cabinets in my kitchen just clanging like somebody had come in there and were beating pots and pans. Oh my gosh. And I got up again. I'm like, there is no way. Again, nobody home. I'm the only person home. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just, you know, brought something home that wanted to just come hang out. And like I said, it only stayed for that night. Huh. Yeah, sounded like he just wanted a friend. He probably was low. Yeah, was like, well, apparently. <laughs> hang out with this guy. Wow. <laughs> That is creepy. What are you uh, most proud of with your business? Um, I would just say the support of all, all of our friends, all of our fans, and all of our family, and the popularity that we've gained over the years, not just through social media, but word of mouth as well, the knowledge that we've picked up. Um, and just again, since, you know, from where we started to where we are now, I didn't ever think that we would be in a position that we are because we've been on. Uh, TV publicly on major on a major network. Um, we've been published in our local newspaper quite a few times. Wow. Um, we actually had a news crew follow us two Halloweens ago, and they actually broadcasted that on the air. So we've we've been out there a good handful of times. Wow, that's great. Good for you. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> I like it. So, um, are there any? Uh myths or misconceptions that maybe people should know about the paranormal world? Um, I would say probably one of the, I don't know if I would call it a myth or misconception. Um, there's a lot of pictures that are floating around the internet of people taking pictures and advertising it as so-called spiritual energy or what people are calling orbs. Mm. Um, I also shoot professional photography outside of investigating the paranormal. Um, so I'm very familiar with how a camera works, what glass does to dust and light. Um, and I can actually recreate pretty much any image that somebody had sent me that says, Hey, I took this picture and there's all these quote orbs in the picture. Um, if you've never seen light or dust under an infrared camera, you would think that there was energy flying all over the place. And if that was the case, I'd be capturing it all the time. Unfortunately, um, again, the misconception um, and the for 
lack of a better term, the uneducated will say, hey, there's a bunch of orbs in this picture. But in all reality, it's a lot of just reflection of uh, dust and water vapor in the air that you can't see with a with a, with you know with your eye and our camera is able to actually pick that up. Right, camera is a very very sensitive piece of equipment. People don't realize how sensitive uh, a camera is, especially when you go to use flash. Have you caught anything on on camera? Absolutely, that you would think is a definite can't explain it. Yep, absolutely. It doesn't happen very often that we capture any footage on camera. Um, we were investigating an old plantation one night and we captured a very credible ball of energy that went through numerous frames of our camera. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So Adam, we, we, uh, our show is called behind the scenes and every episode we go behind the scenes with our guests Yep. So I feel like you've already gone behind the scenes with <laughs> some of this stuff, but if you, what's something you could share with our listeners that maybe the average person doesn't know? So again, I know there's probably a lot of you know interest in this field, maybe not necessarily to go out and actively look for this. Um, but the old saying goes, you know, um, if you're if if you're looking for trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just butcher this all wrong. Um, <laughs> you're you're gonna find trouble if you go looking for it. Is is the best way I can put it. Right. Um, <clears throat> it is a very um, different field of study, and there are some very negative things that can come with doing what we do. We have all accepted that as investigators, um, but the fact of us wanting to continue to help and continue to study this field and the passion to do that drives us to continue to do what we do. Um, again, there's a lot of negativity associated with this. Um, it could most certainly physically affect you. It could emotionally affect you. You could have energies that follow you home. Uh, I mean, worst case scenario, possession. Mm. No bueno. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So for the guests listening, if it's, if it's a field that you really want to pursue please 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 do your research and don't just start picking up equipment and go investigate especially don't investigate your own home yeah i it's like kind of it's like kind of like the ouija board for me that's like something i don't mess with yeah we we do not (laughs) condone the use of a ouija board yeah that's no bueno wait so as a general rule you should not investigate your own home that's our general rule absolutely yeah, with somebody unexperienced, you don't know what you don't know what you could be, you know, bringing in. Open like a what is it like a portal a or portal. something? Yep. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Absolutely. you should you should cover all your mirrors, Josh, with sheets and just. Oh my god! Don't say that. Oh my, my wife just bought this full body mirror that she keeps in our bedroom, and I've often like been you know I'm like that that's gonna spook me out one night in anyway, I'm gonna get up and go walking through the house and see a man in our house um, but yeah that's crazy oh my gosh I'm I'm dead anyway <laughs> um okay so you told us that the uh the website you were revamping that that'll be coming out soon but is there yep. is there anything else that you're working on that'll be coming out in the near future um I'm trying to think here um, we've definitely definitely been really busy uh, over the years. Um, been trying to stay active as much as possible. So 
the website is probably one of the biggest things. Um, we're actually working to try to get back into producing more of our episodes. Um, we actually used to meet as a team every Sunday and just edit nonstop until we were blue in the face. And that's how we were able to push out uh, a single episode. Um, since then, a couple of us have actually moved a little further uh, further away than it's comfortable to meet every Sunday physically. Right. So we haven't had that capability to meet like we would like to and continue to do that. Um, however, the situation is going to be changing here very, very soon. And we'll actually be able to start getting back together regularly like we have been to continue to produce. We actually um, uh, did a a shoot at Hillview Manor in Pennsylvania and we would like to produce that episode as well. Ah, so, so you basically just have like, you record everything and then you kind of just make the decision whether you want to put it into an episode at a later, later time. Um, pretty much. We go out with the intentions of filming everything that we do. Uh, we typically like to go to the location early, a day early if possible, so we can document speaking to the townsfolks, um, getting any kind of historical aspect on the location that we're investigating, getting some stories on camera, getting um, photos and video of just driving through the county or city. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really just... impressed. You are, I mean, really, you are doing many jobs. It's not just one Absolutely. job. You're like producing stuff. I mean, that's just, that's really cool. I'm, uh, yep. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, everything that we have have actually done for our production company has been produced in-house. Everything from the video editing, the videography, the special effects, any transitions, uh, music, the whole nine yards is all produced by just the four of us. And it's wow. top-notch, too, by the way. Thank I mean, you. I, yeah. Thank you. Your creativity is, is really good, for sure. I thank just you. think, like, for me, I mean, being an entrepreneur, I, I'm the dreamer. I have the ideas, but, like, for you, you have the ideas, and then you're like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna just figure out how yep. to do how to do it." <laughs> That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, I know you were uh, saying that you have some merchandise. Um, can you share with the listeners where they what you know what kind of merchandise you have and uh, where they can find it? Yep. So in the past, we have sold um, hats and uh, t-shirts. I think probably our biggest merchandise to sell right now would be. Um, our DVDs and Blu-rays of our very first episode. Um, like I said, as soon as we are able to get our brand new site published, we're actually going to have a storefront um, where you can go and purchase um, hats, shirts, mugs, anything that you want that may have our logo. Um, and you'll be able to uh, purchase our current episode plus future copies of the Paranormal Apprentice that we may and will produce. Awesome. Well, when that happens, when you uh, when you get that straight, um, message me, and I will make sure to uh, to share with our listeners that your your online store is open. Absolutely, cool. Good enough. Well, we're about to wrap up this episode. Uh, if you could just um, share with our listeners one more time how they can connect with you and find you. Sure, absolutely. If you guys want to reach out to us. Um, you can do it through numerous avenues. Our website will be one, Virginia, spelled out, dash paranormal.com is probably one of our biggest avenues. You can request an investigation if you feel like you have something unexplained going on. Um, you can reach us also on Facebook. We have two pages there as well. We have a friend page, which is SV, 
space PI. You can send us a friend request and then head on over to our like page at Southeast Virginia Paranormal Investigations. And we will be happy to uh, accept that like and just continue to follow us. Um, we try to stream, uh, live stream on Facebook, most of our public investigations. Um, and we answer questions because we also do on the spot um, audio review as well for our guests that have tuned in. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, I wasn't aware that y'all did the uh, the live streaming. Uh, so I'll yep. be sure to tune in and get scared on the next one. Yeah, you're Absolutely. also going to be on The Apprentice, Josh. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes and Tidewater. Want to share something with us or be a guest on the show? Send us an email at tidewaterpodcast at gmail.com. Like, share, and subscribe our podcast to help us grow. And listen for more deals, discounts, and wisdom from the best businesses in the Tidewater area.